Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast on the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the hostess and creator, as well as a muscle activation techniques, RX practitioner, a certified exercise physiologist with a master's degree in health and fitness sciences. My mission is to get you an upgraded mindset for a more potent workout. So my goal is to inspire and educate everyone to build resilience and knowledge to boost their quality of health and fitness. The Think Fit Be Fit podcast network is a refreshing change of pace from how you would normally discuss fitness. And our job is to show you how things really work so that you can gain a deeper understanding and use them in your exercise every day to help you achieve greater levels of fitness, health, and wellness. Hosts, including myself, Gregory Gordon, and Dr. Paul Juris, have accumulated over six decades of education and experience in exercise science, human movement science, and athletic training. We do this with two shows on the same feed. Think Fit Be Fit is released on Mondays and Fitness for Consumption is released on Wednesdays. You can find us both on Instagram and Think Fit Be Fit is also on the web at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com and Facebook. So you have all kinds of ways to hang out with us, get in touch, and allow us to help you integrate all these wonderful concepts into your exercise. And we really want you to be with us on that journey. We want to learn alongside with you and through you and really create this community around a non-typical fitness podcast, okay? We are encouraging you to think and challenge not only yourself, but the status quo of the fitness industry. So, Head on over to thinkfitbefitpodcast.com so you can be on our newsletter and be in touch. Uh, A quick announcement from my corner of the fitness world. I am launching a new course called Be Your Own Exercise Guru. We are also hosting a webinar of the same name that is completely free. Our next one is on April 28th, 2021. At 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, replay will be available, so you don't have to tune in, but um, do sign up so you can get access to the webinar and uh, some special offers for the purchase of the course. So I won't get into that too much. I will be able to um, answer any of your questions once you sign up and join the webinar. Okay. Today's episode with uh, Serena Jane was a really wonderful conversation. And this is someone I had not ever met before, but I did take her class. And that was through Masala Bangra. And it was lovely. I had so much fun. I really was able to experience something brand new, novel in my, you know, in my exercise through her. And I also got to work on some agility because um, it it was uh, more challenging for my ankles than I had anticipated, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it and I will definitely do it again. You can learn all about her uh, on her Instagram at Serena Jane. So S-A-R 
I-N-A-J-A-I-N. And her company that certifies dance instructors and provides services all over the world at Masala Bangra. So that's A, so I'm sorry, M-A-S-A-L-A-B-H-A-N-G-R-A. And they're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest. They are all over the places because this woman is an industry leader and she has been on the ground with this company for 21 years. And I kind of fell in love with her because of her leadership style, her smile, her energy, and I'm just, I'm over the moon about the being able to share this conversation with you guys because it's about staying fit and staying young, really. That's what this is about. It's a global vision for the future. It, you know, it's my pleasure to bring this kind of empowering conversation between two women as well. Uh, I think there's not enough of this happening. I think there's a lot of masculine energy in the fitness space uh, that it can be toxic as well. You know, women don't feel comfortable in weight rooms for a reason. And this type of conversation is one of those that can really encourage you to follow aligned courage in your exercise and not so much following the lead of a toxic masculine industry. So that was kind of a loaded statement, but this conversation is pretty special and I'm so glad that you get to listen in. Please follow Serena and Masala Bangra on Facebook, Instagram, all the places I love their Instagram account and I love following her on Instagram. So I hope you do too. I'm on Instagram at Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. And of course the podcast at think fit, be fit underscore podcast. And let us know if you want to hear more conversations like this. Anyways, it's uh, just full of wisdom and full of empowerment and language to really help you see some of the more beautiful aspects and feminine aspects of fitness. Oh, so thank you, Serena. And thank you guys for listening. Please on head on over to the podcast page to check out our affiliates, which are ladder.sport and Ruvi, R-U-V-I. These are two high performance nutrition companies and Ruvi is just fruits and vegetables with all the fiber in them. So they freeze dry, freeze dry fruits and vegetables and put them in these blends. And then you put them in your cup. And in fact, I have a Ruby cup sitting right next to me with a blend uh, called active in it. And they are delicious. You can purchase their blend and their blender bottle at, right on our website. So head on over and do that. We also have ladder.sport and use the code BFIT10 for your discount on your first order and then do the subscribe so you'll get like a bigger discount. I use their plant protein and their hydration package as well as sometimes I use their uh, pre-workout. I don't use pre-workout all the time, but when I do, I use the latter. They're NSF certified 
which are which is a really hard certification to get so that's another reason to use these supplements because less than like two percent of companies achieve this it might even be less than one percent anyways so head on over uh, and support the podcast and let us know that you want to hear more of these. Um, please subscribe, leave a review. And I am in so much gratitude for this journey and being able to show you what's possible in your fitness journey. Have a great week. Enjoy. So then I have just gotten to know you and I can't wait to introduce you to the podcast audience, which is worldwide an international audience. And that is just the coolest because when I was taking your class on Saturday, I had that connection. You know, I was inside another culture on this like Zoom class, right? And all of a sudden, like, I could really feel it with the music, you know, um, the way that you're encouraging the the movement, the dance to interpret, you know, and I just really felt it. And I thought that was like a, just a really great reflection that I wanted to share with you about the experience I had in your class on Saturday. Um, so welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit. Thank you. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and um, tell us what's on your shirt. Yes. Hi, guys. My name is Serena Jane. I'm the creator of Masala Bhangra, founder and creator of Masala Bhangra. It's an Indian dance program combined with mostly folk of Bhangra with some exhilaration of Bollywood. And what's on my shirt is a slogan that I've been following for a long time now that we created. All you need is Bale Bale. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, which is something, you know, I got to uh, kind of yell that to myself. And it was just like such a enriching experience. I really enjoyed it. And, um, every, you know, every minute I was like, oh, I have to do this again. Like I, for myself, my own <laughs> fitness and process, obviously I, I love working out. I love exercise. Um, but I don't have that free play too often. And that's, kind of a long story, but it reminded me of how important that is, the enjoyment, yeah. the fun, and right, and what you just said, staying yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, sometimes we get, just being in the fitness world for a really long time, we get used to doing what we know best for our body, and so stepping out of your comfort zone to try something else is like, enriching, relieving, like necessary. And it just reminds me that I have to do that as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how long have you been creating programs and teaching? I have been creating programs and teaching for, well, I've been teaching, I've been in the fitness world for um, almost three decades. I'm two years shy of hitting three decades, which is quite exciting and crazy. I started really young. I, I've just been really active since I was young. And, and it's, it's quite crazy because I grew up 
in a culture where, you know, staying active and fitness is not the priority, right? Family is priority, making sure your family is well fed, making sure everyone's educated. That's the priority. And, you know, exercise and work at, working out is just not a priority. And it still reflects in my culture today, which is the Indian culture. So at a really young age, I something hit me. Maybe it was the American dream or the American way or something hit me where you got to stay active. And so I started teaching fitness classes at a really young age and it just stuck. And I have a lot of energy. And so that was like the perfect way for me to, you know, explode my energy out into different classes and different choreography. And one thing led to another. <clears throat> I got in the fitness world. <clears throat> um, I made it a, a priority. I made it uh, my full-time career after losing my father to a massive cardiac arrest at the age of 47. Mm. So I, 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 I get emotional all the time because I just, I dedicate everything, you know, staying active and staying alive. And even through my kids today, um, just to tell him, you know, we, we, we're going to live a long life and we will, I will carry on your legacy for everything that you told me to be proud of. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a similar connection with my mother. I lost her when I was 20 to mm. Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm. And, you know, movement to me is uh, not to be taken for granted. And, you know, that has a really strong theme <laughs> throughout yeah. my teachings and my career and coaching and whatnot. And, you know, it means a lot to me when somebody can relate to that because not, you know, I think that's a, a generational thing now too. Um, we are uh, lucky enough to have to worry about our parents as they age. And, and some of us are like, one, I don't want to age like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think I, you know, I know for my peers, friend to friend, like that's a huge concern and it comes up in my sessions a lot, one-on-one -on -one with clients. I know, I just know it's a big driving fact, motivated factor for a lot of people. And then, you know, we're, um, some of us are just seeing people advance through the decades and, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a, a wonderful gift of the times in one way, but like having that, uh, um, piece of my heart into exercise and fitness is something I can completely relate to. Totally. I'm actually really lucky, Jennifer, that I have, my mom is very active and she's been active um, forever, like forever I can remember. And, um, she just never missed a beat. Uh, and I, uh, and it's amazing cause I'm a mom now to two little girls and I, I, I see how, what she did for my, my sister and I. So I, I try to do that for my girls as well. It's harder when you have children with, at an older age. I, my mom was very young when she had us. I'm, you know, considered the older mom, which is totally cool. I'm cool. I, you know, my mind is not old, so I'm totally cool with it. But, um, she's inspired me a lot to also keep my brain active and my body active. And our just, our, our activities are just different, right? I'm in the gym lifting weights and like, you know, um, doing the lunges and the squats and all that on my, on my free time. And my mom is, you know, either meditating or doing yoga or stretching. And so it's different activities, which I, I still salute her for constantly staying active because it's super important. But yes, I think the process of watching your parents age 
is scary. I'm I'm left with my mom. I'm very close to her. So, you know, it just I I just I I want to be able to make sure I'm with her on every moment, every minute um, with her. So I don't forget that. Yeah, that's well. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not easy just to let that out sometimes. Um, what do you consider yourself a leader? I do. I do consider myself a leader. I um, I do. I when I first created Masala Bangra, there was no Indian dance program at that time. And I remember just being in the fitness world and, and going into these like idea fitness conventions, right? Idea fitness convention at that time was like the bomb. It was the big mm-hmm. deal. And I used to be a room monitor. Like I would volunteer just so I could be at the convention and in the rooms with Rob Glick and, you know, Patrick <laughs> Olber and like I was their room monitor and now I'm friends with them. Like it's just wild to see it come full circle. But um uh, yeah, I remember just starting off really young. And when everything happened with my dad, I was just really determined to do two things. One, I loved fitness. How could I apply my culture into the fitness world? And then how can I make him proud? I wanted him to know that I was born in the United States, but I I, 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 wanted, I wanted him to know that I'm very proud to be an Indian woman living in the United States. Like, I, I don't want to lose roots. I don't know if I will ever be Indian, you know, the way that the, the absolute Indian way, because I, I do have the American thinking. And I think a lot of people now in today's world have that modern thinking. Uh, so I created this Indian dance workout. I fused it so that I could help other in my, at that time, other aunties and uncles to stay in shape, to stay, to stay fit. And that led to then just the outside world of, you know, you don't have to be Indian in order to do this thing called Masala Bhangra. Mm. At that time, when I first started, if you can just imagine to put yourself in my shoes, this is a fitness world where culture was not necessarily, it was like, a, you know, it was like a, a little small thing. It was um, a niche. It wasn't like this, wow, that's amazing. And Indian dance still today is a niche here in the United States, at least. And so it was really hard to break barriers, break the doors and say, somebody give me a chance. I still am constantly saying after 21 years, by the way, of Masala Bhangra being born, woohoo, <laughs> Yeah. You know, I still am knocking on doors saying, give me a chance, like, try this out. It's, 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 it is a niche. It is new, but we're doing something right because we've lasted this many years. There are students out there, people out there, fans out there who love this program and they haven't gotten bored of it yet. But um, I was the first to bring Indian dance to the fitness world at a global level, you know, the certification behind it, doing a training behind it, all of those things. If you can just imagine how do I you know, train you to teach my culture in a fitness world. Mm. I always say, you know, old school aerobics meets India. And that's exactly how Masala Bhangra is taught. Mm-hmm. So I, I would like to think I'm a leader. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely see that when I looked um, doing the research for the, the episode today and, you know, seeing that you really not only have a uh, platform, but you have a voice. Like I, I, I can see it, I can feel it. And I just, I really admire it. I think female leaders just need, we, we need more, <laughs> you know, I'm of the sports world and athletic training. And yeah. there's just so much, um, 
you know, there's just so many voids in, in how, um, and how much we can lead, you know, and I, so I just really wanted to put that out there as to, you know, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I'm getting from you. And, uh, what, do you have anything else you'd like to share on, you know, leadership and advocacy and stuff like that? I feel with leadership though, I would not have been successful if it wasn't for my community and the students that have come to support me. So they have actually given me a chance. They've given me a platform to teach the Salabangra. You know, my, I, 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 I get up, every, you know, every time I teach class before this pandemic hit, um, I was at nine classes and I was doing workshops with 40, 50, 60 adults, you know, just, we've grown from this workout into like this community of people and they have allowed me to grow. They have supported me, believed in me, trusted me so much that I, I am forever uh, grateful for them. And I think it's because of that people, you know, grow and then they've also grown too, right? In their own communities as well. Also, a big shout out to the Masala Bangra instructors around the world. Mm -hmm. I figured out a way many years ago how to train you to teach Masala Bangra. So if anyone wants to come and take my instructor training program, please do. I nailed it. I will figure out how to teach you how to teach and bring this to your communities but a big shout out to all of the instructors out there that are teaching Masala Bhangra, stepping out of their comfort zones. Not all of them, not all of them are Indian people or of Indian descent. And so it takes guts to represent another culture and this in a fitness format. Um, I've had a lot of black, you know, backlash come my way too. I've had a lot of my own community members say, you know, this is not real. What are you doing? And I've just, you know, I've had to just put that to the side because I know what I'm doing is not wrong. I know what I'm doing is right. And I think one of the biggest compliments is exactly what you said, is that you feel the energy. You were able to follow along in a class. You were able to get it. It uplifted you on so many levels. And I bet you anything, Jennifer, you will bust out a move like any dance move that I did <laughs> in class at an Indian wedding. And everyone's going to be like, that's amazing. Where did you learn that from? So that's also another reason why I feel successful enough that you walked away feeling successful to get the choreography and learn a dance move or two. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, Hey, if I can, if I can fit into that opulence at an Indian wedding, like <laughs> bring it, I, <laughs> that would be amazing. You know, you know, put your hands up in the air, move your head side to side. Like you've got it. And everyone's going to be like, where did you learn this from Ms. Jennifer? This is so amazing what you are doing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, when I was in the class, I did have a moment where my partner, my boyfriend is Moroccan. Ah, okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, when they have, they had, I was at a house party, um, you know, before times with them. And, you know, I just remember a one moment where I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. And <laughs> I was still dancing and everybody was having fun. And, it was just lovely. So I had like a, a memory of that when, when I was taking your class, I, it was just nice. And you know what, to, to that, to that point though, you know, what's amazing about that is, and this brings me to my, my, I guess you asked me if I have any, anything to share. And that is life is so short. So to get up out of your comfort zone and just try anything, even if you look like a fool to the outside world, I think it enriches you so much and you, you know, the minute you step out of that comfort zone and try something new, 
you're going to decide if you like it or not. And it's going to, you're going to decide if it uplifted you or not. And if it did, you're going to do more of it. And if it didn't, then you'll find something else that will hopefully bring change into your life. But to stay stagnant, right? And to watch other people laugh, smile, try something new, and you just stay here. I don't, I don't, I, I feel that's unfair to yourself if that's what you're going to do. Does that make sense? So power to you for trying new things because you're, you're willing to get out there and try it. And whether you do it or not, whether you look like a fool, I just think that's, that's better than sitting and doing nothing. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I have a, I have a leadership. Team, I think I have the, I have the path, path, uh, you know, <laughs> Jean, for sure. I'm like, oh, just jump in. Let's go. Um, <laughs> what um, I'd like to touch on uh, going back to your workshops and teaching and what, um, what, what have you guys as a company as um, and leading other instructors and whatnot? Um, what have you guys learned? <laughs> this might be a long answer through the last year. So we're in March, 2021. And I'm thinking of COVID, of course, and just okay. going completely virtual. What have we learned? We've learned that, well, I, as a creator of this program, I have learned that, and I'm going to be totally honest, right? I'm going to just break it down for you. I've learned that everyone has their circumstances in, in their life. Some people are not able to teach. Some people are able to teach. Um, some people are able to uh, find ways to make it happen. And some people just don't have the capacity to think that way. And no judgment. I can't judge against anybody. And, I, and the reason I say this is because when COVID hit in March, I actually got really scared for a second. I got really scared for a second thinking, is my fitness career over? Is Masala Bhangra over? Is everything over? And it, it made me think twice, three times, four times. I got angry and then I got sad and then I got happy. And then so many emotions happened, which I'm sure everyone can relate to. And I also went through a period where I watched some of my instructors who were able to like get on a virtual land right away and start teaching. And I thought, wow, that's inspiring to me that they didn't miss a beat. They just said, we're going straight to virtual and we're, we're going to keep going for our communities that we've brought this to. And that reminded me that this is not a program that is just easy for me to just wash off. I mean, I've worked too hard. So I had to hear from some of my instructors and one of my dearest friends, who's, she's one of my dearest friends today. She called me out a few times and said, why haven't you started yet? You got to get on the virtual land. Like, let's go and just stop beating around the bush. And I just kept thinking, how am I going to do it? I have two kids. They're with me full time. They're monkeys, man. They're jumping on me. They want to be with mama all the time. I just didn't know how I was going to do it until, again, I did that switch. The minute I said, I miss this so much. This feeds my soul. I miss it so much. The minute I did that switch, everything just everything just worked out. Is it the perfect land of virtual? No, but does it come across? Do I, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that my classes still benefit my students, still benefit my community. And it has, because every week, you know, 25, 30 students showing up every Saturday morning to jam with me shows me that, man, I got a, a team of people that are dedicated and I cannot let them down. 
and they have not let me down. So I have not let myself down. Does that make sense? The minute I switched, it just was like a game changer. And again, it's not perfect. I know some people just don't ever want to work out virtually and I get that, but if you can just give it a go or a chance, it just might be a life changing experience. Mm. Yeah, I have learned a lot through going virtual this year. I didn't do a whole lot virtual, um, but I didn't learn about, you know, actually making mistakes, but in the movement sense, like it's really, really important that in our movement and in our exercise that we experience mistakes, Mm. which is, you know, and in dance, that's like, you understand the teaching, right? Aspect of that, like, it, mm. and having children, you're like, they have to make mistakes. Right? They have to, right? And so as a trainer and in the exercise world, especially where I am on the, like the physical therapy kind of continuum of things, it's so, imp- I was stuck in that mindset that everything had to be perfect. Mm. And I learned a lot about that uh, within a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I, I hear you. I yeah. totally hear you. Loud and clear. I yeah. made a couple of mistakes, you know, just teaching choreography via Zoom. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm really good on teaching, you know, like mirroring. And I've just made so many mistakes. And I'm like, in the middle of class, I'm like, wait a minute, hang on. <laughs> I just lost my beat. Let me, let me get my beat back up. And that, you know, I just had to realize, okay, this is the nature of it. And I, I, I feel like if I'm vulnerable and honest with my students, say, sorry, guys, I just lost that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least it's better than, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that, which, you know, I mean, whatever. I, you know, I, right. I just shout out ballet, ballet, and then everything is okay. <laughs> By the way, ballet, ballet means woohoo. So oh, yeah, gosh. shout that out and uh, I'm good to go. But speaking of mistakes, you know, who's really taught me like, it's okay to make a mistake. And I, <laughs> I'm really getting worked with my kids they have taught me that I do make mistakes because they have feelings too. And, and when I, when I lose my temper, sometimes with them, my older one has started speaking up and saying, Hey, can't do that with me. And that, that's really taught me to, okay, practice being calm more often than not. I'm with calm with my students. I have the most, you know, uh, when they make a mistake, we laugh and we talk about it and we just keep going. But somehow, you know, with my kids, it, that wasn't translating, and they really have opened my eyes up to be like, "All right, chill. We're all, we're all, we are all in this together." Mm. Yeah, that's amazing, actually. The the simplicity, and uh, you know, it's just one of those things you lose as an adult. It's like, okay, no, stop. What you know, and like, <laughs> um, and. Yeah, that's, that's a, I think another uh, thing we can relate to fitness when we're overdoing it, Mm. um, we're going at full speed. And Mm. as a, as a New Yorker, (laughs) (laughs) there's so many examples of that, I think in that culture. And I mean, I, you know, I'm right down the road and in the DC area and we certainly know about overworking around these zip codes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And yeah, it just makes me, um, you know, think that that's where it can relate to in fitness is where we have to, you know, stop ourselves from just overdoing it and running ourselves into the ground. Um, and has, 
which is, you know, similar to that child perspective of, you know, being a beginner and saying, no, that doesn't work. Actually, we have to go back even one more step. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes going back to the beginning is is necessary, right? Just to recharge, rethink, why did I get started? Why did I even do this? I often think that, and I think in March, when this whole thing hit, it took me March, April. Um, I started my virtual classes in June, so I was like a little late bloomer here compared to my instructors. <laughs> but I really had to go back to the basics and be like, okay, what's important to me right now? And where is the fitness world today? I don't know. But I do, I do know that, you know, I'm continuing to teach my classes on Saturday mornings and doing many different events with many different um, organizations, companies, and bringing people together through the joy of all you need is Bale Bale. Yes, through the joy. Love that. I, uh, oh, what did I have in my head? Um, I wanted to go keep going back to this uh how how you're working with your instructors and your trainers and um you know i i think that's another thing back to the leadership thing is just knowing when and when when to pivot you know i mean of course a lot of us were forced to pivot but you know i mean i maybe it was a good thing you took your time right uh, maybe yeah maybe it was a good thing yeah. maybe we won't know but what if should have could have if we lived in that opportunity you you know we would not be ahead so yeah what if could have should have there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of those questions but yeah. I just I meditate on going I meditate on it going if this is this is the route then let's make it happen and and speaking of instructors, you know, around the world, I have lost some instructors around the world because they just simply can't teach for their circumstances or they've lost interest or um, it's just not for them anymore. They love it, but it's just not for them anymore. So they move on. But then a whole slew of instructors have come on board via the virtual land, mm-hmm. via the, you know, taking the instructor training with me. Um Right now, I mean, I I never thought to do trainings online to actually teach you how to teach. Mm-hmm. I, that you know, this is something you come and experience in an eight-hour session with me. We go full day. I tell you the basics and the little nuances. Who would have ever thought that I could actually do this virtually? And to my surprise, it's actually worked out fantastically. I've gotten to know the instructors that have come my way. I've get to know them one-on-one like this. I really spend time with them. And it um, it just it makes it's it just charges me up going, wow, this is awesome. Like, you know, here's another person that's come my way that wants to take the training, that wants to bring it to their people in their communities once the doors open back up and via virtual. And it's incredible how I can work one-on-one with them like this and they love it too i mean a lot of people have questioned really can you but i'm like yes we can and the one-on-one has really rocked for a lot of people and um so that's the one thing that came out of the out of this whole covid the one good thing that came out of it is the virtual training but yeah as a business i think everyone as businesses i think everyone's lost some and gained some and then those that have stayed on have stayed on and they're they're going to continue. And so we're, it's like almost starting all over again. We're having a team meeting coming up mm-hmm. in a few weeks and I get to see who all show up. It's an international team meeting. And 
you know, for those who are there, I always just ask, what can I do for you? I, 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 I can only help you promote your classes so much. I can only help you, you know, get into your city so much. I can only do so much for you. You, you, you get to do the rest, but what can I assist you with? And if it's just moral, if it's, if it's really moral support that you've got this, then I'm, I'm, I'm right there for you. That's really cool. So your container for teaching the teachers has expanded. Yes. Yeah. Slowly, slowly. It's not like skyrocketed, but slowly. Yes. Yeah. And I like the pace it's going. I think because of that, everyone's pivoting into different businesses. I'm sure you are as well, right? Just with, all right, let me slowly start with, you know, a few and then we'll expand and then I'll take on more. Yeah. Mine has really been about um, owning this podcast as part of my gifts. You know, I originally started it to answer the questions I just kept getting all the time. (laughs) Um, I was just tired of the same questions over and over again. And so that's where I started it. And that was in 2015. Nice. And now, um, after, I spent a lot of time doing self-development, spiritual development over mm-hmm. COVID. I had started before. Something told me, <laughs> you better get strong, lady. Um, and I, you know, I started probably about six, seven months before COVID, like really diving into the spiritual development. And what it showed me is that I have a gift for relationships and learning and listening and sharing. So I said, okay, we're going all in. Let's, let's do it. Podcast world. And, and, you know, and I've just been uh, unapologetically excited about every single episode since, (laughs) because before it was like, I have to do it. I have to get that out there, but now it's just a totally different perspective for me now. And that's, that was my, one of my, one of my many gifts of, that COVID had brought to me. Um, what, um, I wanted to dabble into, um, how you look at fitness now as a mom after being in the industry for so long and enjoying it, um, throughout, you know, the decades, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now your kids are under five. You have two young girls, right? So yeah, I'd love your comments on that. I look at fitness uh, as a gift. I actually look at fitness where I am grateful for all of the years that I've put hard work into exercise because it's allowed me today to think um, very actively. You know, I get, I do get exhausted. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> with a two-year-old and a four-year-old absolutely exhausts you like, like no tomorrow. And that was a huge shock for me. Um, I usually get exhausted with, you know, working out or constantly traveling or just giving everything, but these two really suck every energy out of you. So that was a different kind of exhaustion I was experiencing. And in the beginning, it was hard. I'm not going to lie, but I've always maintained being active as much as I can. And to the point where my kids mimic what my husband and I do. My husband's a runner. So they mimic what we do. Thank God we are both active souls because I think that is for longevity in the long run, for longevity to live a long life. I think it is really important to be active and then now to pass it on to my kids to show them slowly, I've learned, that being 
active is important. Chilling and watching, you know, a movie on the, t- you know, putting your feet up on the TV, uh, on the on the couch and chilling absolutely is necessary. But like this, just this past weekend, I took my kids skiing. So I've taken my four-year-old now a few times skiing. I'm a big skier. So I do fitness. I believe in it like anything, but there's other activities that I do as well because I just, I love it. I am able to move. I'm able to get up and go and I'm not going to waste, I'm not going to waste time or a minute doing that because I've been given this gift to be like, let's go. And I don't, I don't want to abuse that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I took my four-year-old skiing a few times now and she's enjoyed it. I, I hope she's enjoyed it. I, and, uh, and my two-year-old saw that. So I had a huge advantage that, you know, she was already seeing what's going on and how come you're not taking me. And so then this past week, all week, I kept saying, we're going skiing, we're going skiing. My two-year-old just every day would tell me, mama, I want to go skiing. Mama, I want to go skiing. And I'm like, you do? Are you sure? So I just had to follow my gut and say, listen to her. She's telling you something straight up in a full sentence. It's two, it's not even two and a half yet. Full sentence. She's telling you she wants to go skiing. I took them. I got lucky that there were some instructors there. It was a beautiful day. So one of the instructors said, I'll take your daughter and we'll just go ski for an hour. And I'm like, oh my God, this somebody's listening to me. Because yeah. then I got to spend time with my two and a half year old. And Jennifer, she blew me away. This little two and a half year old, like to start this young is unbelievable. She had a blast and she loved it. And she went, she just kept getting up and going, getting up and going. Um, she just would go down the hill, listen to me, hands on this cute little body. I, I'm like, I'm having a proud moment right now. And I just got off of it. So I'm like on a high to watch these two like go by themselves and ski. And now they're just going to practice more and more and more. And I just think that's awesome. So it's paid off to be active now to pass it on to them. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that is like, I call that bodybuilding for the inside. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's hard to describe those proud moments um because we're in such like a physical thing that we do this fitness thing and we're always like the norm is just like to say look at me yeah or what and and that's how you that's your calling card right right that's so yeah so I call that bodybuilding for the inside and yeah. it can be as something as a, a good screen for the doctor, you know, where you walk away, like when you, when your uh, students and my clients walk away from the doctor and they're saying, you know what, I'm 60 years old, 60 years old, and all of my friends are on like three medications and I'm not, and I'm proud. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Like that is so hard to, we don't, we don't have, there's not a number, there's not a name for that, not in the English yeah. language anyways. Um, so we're going with intern bodybuilding for the inside. <laughs> yeah, you know what? To your point, what you just said, bodybuilding for the inside is I want to hang out with people who think that way. <laughs> I want to I, I I surround myself around people who also are active, also are exactly like that. That you know, going on sixty and they rely on their body, you know whatever it is, that natural way of living. And it's all because you're active. I fully fundamentally believe that because you're active, you, you, the more active you are, the less meds you have to be on. I I believe that, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy to think that way, but I, I, I just, I see it. I feel like, I feel feel like I've seen it with so many people around me and then that's the type of energy I want to be around. So then that makes me, you know, be active more. 
And it, it is a mindset, right? It is a mindset. It, it, it's not easy to rally everybody up. Come on, girls, get your shoes on. Come on, let's go. And, you know, have all the energy all the time. I get exhausted too, right? Sometimes I need someone to say, come on, Trina, you got this. Uh-huh, yeah. And, <laughs> and um, but I think like-minded people, when you hang out with like-minded people, all of those things, I think, certainly become easier. You want to you go try working out more. You want to go try exercising more. You want to go be active more. It's a beautiful ripple effect, you know, because the, the thing about the meds that we were just saying, it is a little rebellious to think that way because we're being sold something else on the pharma, um, the far, you know, the, the medical commercials on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have this? Mm-hmm. We're like, kind of. I just feel a little old today. Is that okay? <laughs> Like, um, and it's fine. It is okay. You don't, you don't need to fix that. You know, you need to, you need to enjoy your body and in, in love the move, love the idea of moving your body, you know, because sometimes we might not be able to get up and exercise and this and that, but like, it, you know, expressing the gratitude for it. It's, it's just a different mindset than what we are being sold, even within the fitness industry, right? My, I, this is my soapbox. I'll get off in a sec, but um, it's, you know, it's all about, you have to burn the calories. You have to punish your body. You need pain before gain and all that crap is the opposite of what we just said, right? It's, right. So I think it's, I think it's an act of, you know, independence and I, I, I love it. I'm all in. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I understand that you need pain to gain and all that. I, I, I feel like that's how some people, you know, associate, you know, staying in shape or being active. My definition of staying in shape is not necessarily, you know, the size zero or the size two, my definition of staying in shape is to make sure that your cardiovascular system is strong. Mm. You don't have to be, uh, you know, like this, you know, size two or whatever, as long as you are active and as long as you are, you know, um, you know, that sluggish feeling doesn't come around. As long as you are up here, your mind is moving, you know, this is moving and your body translates into that and you work out and you exercise and you maintain that, I think that's amazing. I, I know so many women that do exercise to just honestly go burn off steam. And then that has translated into results of their body. And so then they look good. They feel good. And people have commented going, wow, you look amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's, it just goes to show that you don't have to, you know, this, this body image of post two kids. It's not like I have a six pack. Um, it is out there and it is, I'm proud of my abs, you know, I mean, they are, they've delivered two babies. So I'm proud. And I gave up a long time ago of, oh my God, I got to, you know, get this back into, I'm in the fitness world. I got to get this back into shape. I'm not, yes, I am a walking billboard of what I believe in for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm back to, you know, my body. I feel really good. You know, it took me a long time to get there. So for any of moms out there right now listening to this or for anyone who's pregnant, know that it takes time to get your body back post-pregnancy, but it will come back, you know, it will uh, differently, but it will once you work hard for it. But I am, I don't, I, this me, I'm not like personally um, exercising so I can get a six pack. I'm exercising so I can stay healthy and fit now 
and be mentally sane for my children mm. and my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's pay, it, it's a glow that you have, and it is amazing that you're able to share it with so many people. So yeah, I um I think it's time to wrap up. Oh no, I know. I just got started. <laughs> I, that's how I feel when this happens. I just published one today. I was like, that conversation felt like three hours, and it yeah. was like forty five <laughs> minutes. Um, so, but it was in a good way. It was just like I was in. I was connected. Yeah. And I am now too. But, um, yeah, no, it's a it's a just a a beautiful thing to share that that love and that glow and that, um, energy and the idea that, uh, the, that, you know, it's just more than, um, a learning curve for, you know, dance moves, right. It's the, it's a nice, it's a beautiful embodiment of, you know, what you're all about. So yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. Thank today. you. No, I love what I do. I love what I've created and I encourage everyone to come and, and give Masala Bunga a chance please. Fabulous. Um, tell everyone where to find you. Yes, you can find me, of course, on all social media um, channels. Um, I, 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 am, I am on social media. I'm not as active, but yes, I'm out there. So at Serena Jane, at Masala Bhangra, both on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, I haven't, haven't dabbled into TikTok yet, and I don't know if I will. <laughs> but um, of course, and then info at Masala Dance for anyone who wants any information, info at masaladance.com. Okay, we'll include that in the show notes. And I encourage you all to take a class as I did and as I'll probably be doing again. It was Yay. so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Jennifer. Oh, my, my pleasure. <laughs>